spanning the Valley of the Sun and all across the 48th state. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, happy, happy Wednesday. Man, Love it, babe. It was a busy day yesterday with the president in town. We got these two new places where a bunch of jobs are going to be created. They're going to build these chips that I have no idea what are about. I just know it goes in my phone and everything and else. Your Keurig and your and anything else that you can think of that has electronic stuff. You know, a lot of the talk yesterday was on how great the economy in Arizona was going to be with these two new plants. But the other part of the discussion was about the president coming here and not visiting the border. And so what we decided to do yesterday was, let's give you a look at the border. Let's do it. Let's bring you to Yuma. And we put two guests on. Uh, we put uh, uh, Leon Wilmot, who, by the Sheriff. way, that dude was on fire yesterday. He was. He was very soft-spoken. Yeah. He wasn't one of those, like, aggressive, no, man, we need to lock everything up and throw everything away. What he was saying, essentially, right. was just, hey, here's the reality of what we deal with. Yeah. So yesterday we talked to Yuma County Sheriff uh, Leon Wilmot. I just want you to hear 60 seconds of what he told us, because this is stuff that you don't really hear, you know, about. Because to be honest with you, had you have you heard of him up until uh, yesterday? Not really. No, no. I mean, no, he's not a household name by no. any means. But, but a guy that is on the front line of this thing and has been there since the mid 80s. Right. To to th- this is what's so amazing is. We we should probably know who some of these sheriffs are dealing, but we don't. None of these. He's things. not one of the one of the louder ones. No, that's for sure. There are really loud sheriffs that live in Arizona. He's not one of them. But yeah. listen to the question that I asked him, because if you want to know about the border situation and the trickle down effect that it has on yeah. communities, listen to this. This is the Yuma uh, County Sheriff Leon Wilmot. Hey, if he came down there today, what would you show him? So I asked him, hey, if the president, obviously he didn't, but the yes. president came down there today. It's a big if. Yeah. What would you show him? Here's what he said. Well, I would show him the environmental impacts that are going on down here with the pharmaceuticals and the trash and the litter that's being dumped in the river by 310,000 people that crossed our border last federal fiscal year. I'd show them the uh, impacts of the 67-plus DOA dead bodies that we've had to pick up out in the desert who have died out there that we shouldn't have to be dealing with. I would probably introduce them to the hospital who in a six-month period of time has uh, accumulated over $20 million impact on their operations by having to uh, take care of the individuals that are coming across that need the neonatal care because they're pregnant and aren't getting reimbursed by the federal government for those expenses, which will be passed on by the hospital to the local consumer to have to pay the bill. That's yeah, just a little bit of what we're seeing. And then I'd introduce them to some farmers who have been impacted because individuals are defecating in their farm fields and littering in them and impacting them where they can't harvest their crop. That's just a small piece of the, the pie that we have to deal with in Yuma County with their current policies and the way that they're uh, dealing with the border crisis. Wow. Yeah. There's a lot to cover there. So that was yesterday, the Yuma County Sheriff, Leon Wilmot. So let, let's go over. What's the surprising thing for you? The dead bodies. And I'll tell you why. He sounded uh, surprised by that, too. Yeah, they've found more dead bodies. And, and Border Patrol agents are seeing these 
they're seeing worse things every day. That's that's PTSD stuff. Oh, absolutely. This is war stuff. Because you're know? seeing kids and yeah. women with their, you know, and and just horrific things. You know, these people are coming here to try to find a better life, and you're rolling up. And same thing with the farmers out there who are just going out in their backyard and finding somebody. Go back to the to the bodies. It's it, think about it. You know, if if you know, we talk to veterans and soldiers a lot on the show, and you know, they've told us. What I've seen, I should never, no one should ever see. Yeah. And it stays with them. It scars them for life. And they try and push past it and, and do the best that they can in, in life. I've talked to cops who have therapy dogs now. Why? Uh, because uh, they were on a call when a child was, uh, when a child drowned. Yeah. Pulling a kid out of the pool. Mom is screaming. You don't forget that kind of stuff. No, you no. wake up in the middle of the night hearing that. This is what a few of my cop friends have said. And now you've got Border Patrol agents who are seeing dead bodies all over the place. Yeah. And and you're seeing more and more dead bodies all over the place. So if you were to, and I think your question is great, that's what I took out from from the, the Yuma County Sheriff. That his men and women who are on the border, who are trying to secure it, who are trying to keep us all safe, are seeing things that they, you know, that, that human beings should never, should never see. And I think that when that starts to happen, you look for another job. Yeah. And, and, and for me, it was the $20 million it's cost the local hospital that, that, that it's, that is the hospital they have. That's it. That's going to get passed on to the taxpayers. That is, you know, the cost of their prenatal care and all of the, and we're not even talking about the impact on schools, you know, as kids are going to be staying there and things of that nature, but just the, the impact of that. And then, and then when we had Doug Nichols on verbatim, he almost said the exact same. Oh, it's cost us at least $20 million just at the hospital alone. Yeah. Those kind of things are, you know, when we talk about how we feel it comparatively to the federal side of it, and other people are like, we just don't care about the border. Well, it doesn't impact you. And this is why when you see all these people who are struggling to, you know, when we send people elsewhere, you see New York freak out over a few thousand. Imagine what Yuma's like. They don't have that kind of money. You know who needs to speak to Biden? Leon Wilmot. Absolutely. That not you know, I know he's kind of a politician because all sheriffs are politicians. They got to run for Unfortunate office. Unfortunate but true, yeah. Unfortunate but true. I think that's the person. It's it's not Hobbs. It's not Ducey. Uh, it's may, maybe it's not the mayor of of Yuma. People who have skin in the game, but it's not the political skin. Can't it's the see, reality of the this work. is an old school guy. Yeah, can't you see he and Biden sit down and and ha- and the Yuma County Sheriff says, "Listen, Mister President." This is what I want to show you. This yeah. is what I want to tell you. And he goes through all that because, you know, he's just trying to make it a better place to live. That's yeah. all he's trying to do. Okay, so you mentioned Doug Nichols, mayor right. of Yuma. Now, we spoke to him yesterday, too. And it was more about solutions and and what what is going to happen uh, on the border. Take a listen to this. The mayor of Yuma. The mayor of Yuma is joining us, Doug Nichols, as he does uh, on occasion. You got anything to, to, to tell us? Has any work been done? Like, it's in the pipeline to get it done from, I guess, the Biden administration. But has anything been done at all on the border with the wall or fence or a barrier? No, I understand the contract's been signed and it's supposed to start at the end of the month to uh, address the gaps at the Morales Dam section. There's that. But nothing physical on the ground. Okay, but something to look forward to possibly by the end of the month. They may actually build something for you guys. That'd be great to see because um, next governor, she's um, talking about removing them. And we haven't had that discussion with her yet. I am having that later this week. But um, 
you know, we, we need to make sure we're, we're still talking about a secure situation and just removing barriers doesn't help us. You know, uh, that was actually my next question. Uh, you're going to be talking to, to the incoming governor. Uh, do you think she has an understanding? Because we've interviewed her a few times and, you know, she's talked to us. She tried to blame it on Trump one time. But do you think she has a, a real understanding or even a care about what's going on at the border? Well, to be fair, I, I've never had that one-on-one conversation with her to know if she understands or not. Um, she she made sure that you know her staff coordinated a time for us to talk, and I can't imagine she is uh, not aware that that's one of the things I want to talk about. Um, so from that perspective, I'm optimistic we can have a, a good, intelligent conversation. And if she doesn't understand, you know, have her come and visit and and see it for herself, so that she'd be you know a little more aware of exactly what it is along the border. Governor-elect Hobbs, you're going to meet with her, what, Thursday? Uh, I believe that's when it is, yes. Are the shipping containers really helping? As far as the containers themselves, they have. They've protected property. They've protected homes and where people have been living for generations. They've protected um, the ag community here, and they've really helped funnel where the activity is happening. It never was going to be reducing numbers. It was more about management, and um, it has done that because we numerous times, every time I'd visit the border when it was the, the gap was not blocked off, you'd see somebody, at least a handful of people every time, if not dozens and dozens of people coming across. So that has been moved to an area where Border Patrol has a more focused effort to, to pick them up. All right. So that's a little bit of our conversation yesterday, the human mayor, Doug Nichols, and he needs to tell governor-elect Hobbs that, hey, if you take down the shipping containers and you know what? It was a publicity stunt probably that was in on it, you know, but if you take those down, what you're doing is you're making it harder for our Border Patrol to apprehend people, because that's really what these shipping containers are doing. You know, they was it a publicity stunt? Of course it was. But have they kind of worked out a bit? Yeah. Yeah. The answer is yes. Not stopping people from from coming but in. But everybody knew it was never the, right. the, 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 the giant, huge walls not going to stop everybody. No. But the goal is to push them in a way where you're pushing people to a much easier position to take them into custody and the things of that nature. That's a lot of what That's this it. is all about. Yeah. All right. Coming up next. Should you get time off from work if your pet dies? Well, one company says, as long as you bring the corpse and show us, are you serious? We'll tell you what place is is asking you to do this coming up next on the Gatos Chat Show. KTAR News, 92.3 FM. You're locked in to the Gatos and Chad Show. Sports of the Amazing Programs brought to you by Parker & Sons Plumbing and Electrical. Two-time winner of the Better Business Bureau's Ethics Award. All right, so uh, let's say that your pet dies. Are you allowed to take time off from work? What's the, you have, uh, what's, the, what's the dog yeah, that, that you have? Doodle. Doodle. Yeah. Okay, if Doodle died, are you taking the Doodle already off? told me, I guess, did. Okay. When it finally comes. <laughs> this dog is so old. Toss him in the trash can and just go on about it. Is your that business. right? You give me a great life, man. Becky Lynn, you ever call in if a pet died? Yes. I think you have. I remember. Was it your cat? I think uh, it was probably. Well, it might have been my cat. I think I've taken a little time off for every pet that has passed if it was on a weekday. Very tough. I mean, if it happened on a Saturday yeah. or a Friday night, I probably would be at work on Monday. But there have been times when I've actually had to leave work to go take a pet to the vet so at olive garden <laughs> of all places at olive garden uh they have a unique 
way of asking you, okay, if you really need to take the night off because your pet died, you might have to prove it to us. And that is pretty interesting. And listen to this. No more excuses for calling out sick, even if your dog dies. That was the message sent to Olive Garden employees in Johnson County. This email that... I don't know where Johnson County is. I don't care either. This Kansas? Kansas. This email that was sent out doesn't uh-huh. even sound real. Oh, it's real. I know. It's hard to believe that the following message was actually sent out. It is real. It was sent to employees at the Olive Garden on Metcalf. All right. I don't know where Metcalf is, but listen to this. We have the entire ramp posted on our website. Website. Here is just a part of it. You're not going to believe this. We are no longer tolerating any excuse for calling off. If you are sick, you need to come prove it to us. You need to come prove it to us. Okay, so if I'm sick and I've got COVID, I'm going to come in, I'm going to cough in your face. Does that prove it enough? How about your dog or your pet? If your dog died, you need to bring him in and prove it to us. Oh, for Pete's sake. What in the world is See, that? Now, it's the olive bread. Now, if what? I prove it, do I get unlimited breadsticks? <laughs> if your dog died, you need to bring him in and prove it to us. I'll bring the carcass in. Oh, my God. How great would that be? Just drop it right there and right in the front. Just, hey, yeah, there's my dog. Oh, my gosh. You have got to be kidding would me. Would you be fired for that? So, wait, now you would tell me. It's a health code uh, violation. I'm pretty sure you would be. Okay, so you want me to prove it to you. When I do prove it to you, you then fire me. Well, why would they fire you? Because if you said prove it to me and you, you come in and, and you, you actually drop it. Did. Yo, he wants you to prove it yeah, to him. So go. I proved it to you. Yeah, right? here's my dead dog. Now can I have the day off? If it's a, quote, family emergency and you can't stay... Too bad. Go work somewhere else. <laughs> this guy's a peach. If you only want morning shifts, too bad. Go work at a bank. I think he's having issues with his staff. <laughs> yeah, sounds like <laughs> it. And he's... I think maybe he's reached the breaking point. Oh. If anyone from here on out calls out more than once in the next 30 days, you will not have a job. All right. I can't believe he'd want you to bring the dead cat in. Oh, for crying out loud. You know, my, my cat got run over. Here it is. Here's Mayor Meowsers. <laughs> Here it is. Put it right that way. What do they got? It's all that salad over there and all? Oh. I don't. Listen, I'm Italian. I don't go to Olive Garden. I'm a total snob when it comes to You're Italian snob to everything. restaurant. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. Guys, yes, I know. I'm not eating the Walmart turkey. I'm not eating a Walmart turkey either. You're a snob I'm not to eating everything. an inflation turkey. It I'm was going. Delicious. I'm it going was. to AJ's. And that makes me sound like a snob. Well, yes, it does. It does. It does. It does. Yeah. Kids, I just want you to look over to the left of me. What you see is nothing but white privilege. <laughs> you probably won't eat at Boopa de Beccos either. What do they I've make you do? I've eaten at Boopa de Beccos. You eat the Pope Room? I have not eaten at the Pope Room. It is no. so weird. If you never eat the Pope Room, the Pope's head is right there. And it, as, yeah. as the yeah. food spins around, his head spins around. All, all I'm saying is Olive Garden. Okay, it's not real Italian food. That's all, I, all I'm saying. It's not. You can go and eat your breadsticks, Chad, and all that crap. It's not real Italian food. So I've said that. You want to go? Go. I don't care. I have. So what happened to the manager? They got fired. <laughs> uh, they got wise man. You got something? Is this a health code violation? I think it is. Dead dog in the middle of. Well, a you can't bring a dead dog and just put it on the table and say, "Look at my dog." Also, I don't know if this makes a difference, but I think the manager is a woman. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Again, she's fed up. Yeah. Well, she assumed my dog was a male. She says, "You got to bring him in." How do you know it's a male? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. Wait. What if one of your lizards, Chad, died? 
You know, and you you took that forty pound thing and you what did you stick it on the trunk of her car or whatever and say, listen, no, I just, here you go. I'd bring it on in. Say, here you go. Yeah. So what do you think of this? Right. This is, yeah. This is a real thing right here. See, what I would do is Open I'd let heart. the I'd let the animal sit for a couple days before I brought it in. Percolate a little bit. Oh yeah. Get a little stank. Oh yeah. Get a little ripe. And then I'd stick it in a bag and I'd bring it into her office and I'd say, here you go. Why don't you take a Why don't you take a little peek? Here's something weird for you guys. When I worked at KRS 101 in L.A., we had all a bunch of crazy old boss jocks from the 50s and 60s talk like this. Mm. We had a guy, uh, uh, Johnny. Johnny was his name. And uh, Mr. Rock and Roll, who has a producer, he comes to me one day and goes, dude, have you been to the fridge, in this freezer? I said, no. Because Johnny's brought his dead damn cat, and it's frozen in the freezer. What? What? Mm-hmm. Why do you do that? The same reason he carried around a picture of on his on his lunch pail of Jean Benet and uh, Biggie Smalls. We're not quite sure. Oh gosh! But that's we used to strange. say he gets a lot of power tools from somebody who doesn't need power tools. Oof, that's a weird dude. But he had a dead cat inside of uh, the the freezer. Oh, uh, that's not where I want my turkey sandwich sitting next to. All right, coming up next. Coming up. Uh, so that's Olive Garden, by the way. Show me your dead dog, and then I'll let you take the day off. Um, can you get fired for having an office romance in this day and age? Uh-uh. There's a very public office romance, and these two are in big trouble. I'll tell you about it next, Gatos and Chad Show. KTAR News, 92.3 FM. You're locked in to the Gatos and Chad Show. Hey, most proud pet parents uh, wouldn't bring their dead animal into an olive garden. But uh, you know what? If you're proud and you're excited about your pet, why don't you do this? Send a photo on into us. And if you if we select, you could win a $100 gift card. What? That's right. Simple and easy. Your furry family members. Take a picture of them. Send it on in. Uh, and then check over on the KTR.com uh website for all the complete details and now you win a hundred bones baby very nice uh, have you guys seen this story out of abc news good morning america oh yeah they've benched two of 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 their their news anchors miss roebuck and tj right tj holmes amy Rohrbach. yeah okay uh they're dating I wonder how their spouses feel about that yeah i was gonna say i think they're also married um from what i understand they've broken up and then they started to date each other so I know, I'm sure there's there's that could be true. It might not be true. I don't really know who these two are. I don't watch Good Morning America. She's married to Andrew Shue. Mm-hmm. Oh, from Melrose Place. Yes. yes. That show was awesome. Yeah, Mrs. Shue's brother. So, Karate Kids. It's not really brother. that I care about these two, but I find it interesting that, you know, 20 years ago, it was okay to date in the workplace. Actually, that's what most of us did. Some most people met their spouses, their boyfriends, their girlfriends. Yeah. Now you really can't do it. Because I don't know if these two were doing were, were were seeing each other in secret, but what they did was they they decided to have a relationship. They decided to keep it quiet for a little bit. And then they decided, hey, we're gonna tell people that we're together. And as soon as they did that, the network took them off the air. Um, it's not a violation of company policy, what ABC says, but but they're not on the air. So, my, you know, you know I just... Way, I, this is his second affair with the GMA colleague. Yeah, see, I don't care. Oh, yeah. really? Yes. Didn't see that part. So I don't care about the two people because I don't know them, right? Are you not allowed to have a, an office romance anymore? There's, there are some... Pla- I don't think that's new. There have been places for years, decades, that have said that that's a no-no. Yeah, because the lawsuits... 
people are worried, you know. And and then the question we were joking about earlier is like, if you're a guy, you never date down, right? You never, you know, do you date up, right? Could you do that? Because you don't want to be, you know, because uh, we're the ones more often than not going to get called in for something. And, and so do you date up if you're going to date at all? Well, I don't know. I mean, what do you... What do you I'm not following your not line following of... Your well, line like, of line if I'm a manager, I would never date somebody underneath me if I'm a guy. Now, a woman might be able to get away with that, but a man's probably not going to get away with that. So you, you're saying that you probably have to date in the office if you're on the same level. Or, or yeah, yeah. You have the same similar See, job. Yeah, because there's now more things even to consider than there used to be, say, 15, 20 years ago. I think it used to be that... If you were dating someone that you worked with and maybe you broke up, yeah. there was going to be a stink in the office. Oh, there would be trouble. Oh, yeah. But now it's more the harassment thing could, especially. And the lawsuits. And like the if lawsuits, you're a business, yeah. you're like, I, I can't have you dating somebody here. It's going to be a lawsuit. I'm going to end up having to pay X amount of dollars to somebody. Even if you guys get married, I might have to pay X amount of dollars somewhere Yeah, but if there are two consenting adults, why is there a lawsuit? If they're two consenting adults and they're seeing each other and they're dating each other. Because and if then they, they split break. up and there's a bitterness and somebody says something, that's somebody when things did are going to go south. somebody did something to me yes. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, wouldn't you want to stay away from that? Well, I, you, you, Why would you bring up a lawsuit? If everything was on the up and up, we're not talking about a harassment case. We're talking about you're in a relationship and you want to be in this relationship. And then if it ends, you're not calling lawyers. That's not real life. That's not what people are always doing. Yeah, but as a business, you're more interested in CYA in yourself. You can't take you can't take a because you're already paying out God knows how much a year in everything for I sprained my ankle to somebody gave me a, a weird look and made me feel uncomfortable. Mm. You just don't want that in that situation. And they're on they were on the air together. So let's say that everybody I'm just throwing this out there yeah. here. Just the so two ABC say, the, the two people yeah. from ABC, they've been dating, Amy Rohrbach and uh, TJ uh, Holmes. TJ Holmes, and now they're off the air. Go ahead. Okay. So they everything's hunky dory, they're in love, everything's great. This yeah. goes on for six months a year, and then all of a sudden they have have trouble okay they start to break up but they're still on the air together could you be think good you're not well it could be and it yeah. could also run it right off the rails good good but look at yeah. look at now like morning joe and mika scarborough right there was years where the people thought man were they together they're not together even though they're married and stuff and now mm. they're married and they're on the air they yeah. host the morning show together yeah and that could go terrible too it could it i mean could. It's terrible know. anyways but the, the, the relationship might break apart oh i don't know i don't watch the show it's awful yeah, I just I find it I find it interesting because we spend most of our time at work. Yeah, I always thought that was interesting. Too. I had a friend who was always um, trying to meet somebody, yeah. and she worked in a an environment that was very heavily male, and she absolutely laid down the law. She would never, ever, ever consider anybody that she worked with. And I thought, well, I don't know where you're going to meet anybody. That's right. Yeah, you work in a huge company. Yeah, and there's plenty of people there that you don't work even directly with. She wouldn't even consider it. Mm. And I, I think when, you, when you're considering it, you have to you have to think, first of all, it's exciting. You know, nobody knows about it. Oh, keeping it a secret? Keeping it a secret is exciting. Mm. Again, I'm not talking about an affair at all. I'm talking about a relationship. Just a you're single adults relationships. Single. It's yeah. all you it's know. exciting. You know, you kind of gaze over there and she, she gazes back. You're like, yeah, nobody knows what's going on here. This is awesome. But at the end of the day, you also have to think, 
boy, if this thing goes bad, yeah. it is going to be real uncomfortable. And maybe, Becky, and that's why your friend said, no, I'm never going to do that. And you're always sharing bad. secrets yeah. with each other about people that you know. That's the other side of it, right? goes a little south over here. So-and-so told me this when we oh, were together. Oh, my God. Then, then it starts blowing up, and that's when, yeah. Man. All right. Pretty interesting. So at ABC, Good Morning America, there are two hosts there, and they've gotten together. They're in a relationship, and they told everybody about it, and then they got... Uh, They've not been fired, though, no, right? No, they haven't gotten no. suspended, but they've been taken off the air. So they're trying to figure out what to do. They I just think don't that, know what yeah, to do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's almost like you have to go to HR and say, I just want to let you know we're a couple. You probably have to announce that at HR. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Maybe so. they try to talk you out of it. Boy, it has changed. The law, because this didn't happen 20 years ago. 20 years ago, you date somebody. 20 years the ago, office, you had the okay? Christmas party. Everybody gets drunk. No, Something that's not what happens. <laughs> All right, coming up next, uh, could a dog be the key to solving America's modern-day Jack the Ripper case. We've been talking about this possible Jack the Ripper case in Idaho, one of the craziest mysteries going on in the United States with this murder uh, of four college students. We're going to update you. Could the dog be the key to solving it? Next. KTAR News, 92.3 FM. You're locked in to the Gatos and Chad Show. That's us, everybody. All right, so we've been keeping our eye on this awful murder that happened at a college in Idaho. Four college kids dead. They don't have any. They don't have, uh, they don't have uh, even a little bit. Nothing. Of, of who did it, a murder weapon, how this happened. People in this house, because there are a whole bunch of, remember, this there is a college. six people in the house. Four Plenty dead. of people. Yeah. Nobody heard anything. Nobody heard anything. So I'm kind of calling it the modern day Jack the Ripper case. Very much so. I mean, it, this is this is as weird in a modern society as you can get with all of the technology, the cameras, right. everything. This is just bizarre. The murderer knew where to put the knife. And I know how disgusting and awful that is. But he knew how to make somebody bleed out fast. Yeah. That, to me, sounds like Jack the Ripper. And four adults... That were not on drugs. No. That were not, you know, I mean, it, it, the fact that they were in the same room, two of them at each time was, mm-hmm. and nobody heard anything, still baffles me. Yeah. And remember, with the Jack the Ripper case, a lot of people thought, and no one ever found out who it was. It was in London. Yes. But no one ever found out who it was. They thought it was a doctor because of the precision yeah. that this guy used a knife. And the way that he went about using the knife, where to cut, how yeah. to do it. Yeah. So... Could a dog solve this murder mystery? With limited information coming from police in Moscow, Idaho, true crime sleuths have been coming up with many theories about the case, including about possible evidence that could have been picked up by a dog that was in the home. Aaron Snell with Idaho State Police saying... What we do know is that the dog was inside when officers arrived. The dog did not appear to have any evidence on it. Police are now asking to hear from anyone who may have been at a fraternity with two of the victims before the murders, wondering if anything unusual went on there. Alex Stone, EBC News. Wait, you, you interviewed the dog? How'd that go? This is how desperate they are. Yeah. This is how little information they have. How does someone or, or, or a couple people walk into a house with, you know, there's a first and second and third floor. It's, um, it, it's a fraternity, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Or, yeah. Where, yeah. It's, it's an off campus house. Yeah. You're going up the stairs. There are people in there. There's six different bedrooms. Every, you know, everybody slept through it. There's a dog there. The dog doesn't bark while something like this no is happening. No neighbors saw anything. How do I you mean, kill four people and leave like nothing happened? With no DNA. No one made a peep. Nothing. 
It's it's and they're desperate. You know, I mean, they're so desperate. The police, yeah, yeah they and again, they're not set up for this. The they didn't even have a PIO. So that public information officer come out. They have no, they have no idea Why what's the going feds on. Taking the over FBI this? is there, all right, and they're looking. But you know the problem is by the time the FBI got there, well, you know, you know, uh, Barney Fife has trampled yeah. through everything and and done all this stuff. Not I a mean, shred of evidence. No, not one. No, not one that points to anybody. So one thing that they're looking at is did did one of these women who were killed, these college students, did she have a stalker? Because that's kind of what has been brought up, and that's almost... Well, I they're think, hoping she... I think that the thing is, we're hoping that she had a stalker. No, so, I think they talked to two men who could, you know, who some people said, hey, they're, they're, those those two guys were acting weird, and they, they showed up on occasion to see this girl, and then the cops went and talked to them, and they didn't get much out of them. No. I don't think it's them. And, and No, and then one guy, they said they... A guy followed the two into a place one day. Right, right, followed right. Followed them out to the car, and then he just walked by them and got on with his merry way. Uh, they, they're grasping at straws. They are. There is not, because you've also got the world looking at you. You've got the families asking for questions. I mean, asking questions, and you got no answers. Like, there was a father that said, I dropped my daughter off at college, and now she's in an urn. Yeah. He he literally said that, and there is no, wh- and, and I I no can't funerals. move on, yeah I can't move on at all until they find somebody. You're right. One of the one of the uh, one of the deceased, the, the the family said we're not having a funeral uh, because we're worried that this murder will show up. So they haven't even buried, which the has person. happened before, by the way. And one of the reasons that some people think you should happen have a funeral. It happened in, I think, North Carolina, a guy that killed a bunch of pizza. And then he showed up. He showed up, and people were wondering, like, who is this guy that's showing up? At- yeah, but then you're saying you're making people debate. Yeah. I know. I know. Well, you're desperate. You just talked to a dog, for God's sake. You did. Modern day Jack the Ripper case. We keep our eye on it. It is it is crazy. Coming up next is Senator Kirsten Cinema, who, by the way, is going to be joining us this week in studio. Uh, is she the key to solving America's immigration issues? Next.